Um, all right, we can officially say it. It's fine. Hey, what? Hey, hey, guys. Haven't, hey. haven't seen you for a couple of weeks. Oh, cool. Anything? Has uh, anything yeah, has anything big happened? And not really. Just same old, same old. Yeah. What's it been like? Three weeks. Well, see you later. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big, big gulps, huh? So yeah, we've uh, we've been off for a couple weeks because of the combination of the election and getting our November edition out. But we're we're back here for a, a guestless episode. Although we do have some ideas lined up for good guests for the next couple of months, and we're looking forward to to, to having those. But um, it's odd to do a podcast called Friends of the Rent when we. Or finding out very quickly we don't have very many friends. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Maybe we should call it something like uh, um, acquaintances of the rant. Yeah. Or <laughs> oh, did you see uh, Chad Blackwelder's suggestion about the uh, holiday version of the rant for lunch? Yeah, I love I it. I guess I know. Let's let's have him like make a holiday dinner with us. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. And we should all wear Christmas sweaters and exchange gifts, and they'd be like really terrible, inappropriate gifts. And I was thinking he could do like the the whole episode with our wives, and then like they're like way better than us, and like <laughs> they fall in love with Chad, and we're just like sitting in the corner Aww. like what? <laughs> well, so yeah, we had an election, and it was a. Uh... Even at the local level, it was a consequential one. It's not over yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's, oh, talk really? about, let's talk about, I mean, everybody, everybody, everybody's talking about the national, um, the nas- what happened nationally. But uh, let's talk about what happened locally and statewide. And um, locally, the first thing I want to bring up is that even in an election where Donald Trump uh, won Lee County, and we had a pretty decent, if not good, um, Republican showing in our local election. Uh, even then, we still had a pretty um, sizable yes for the Lee County Parks and Recreation bonds referendum, uh, 16,078 yes votes to 11,000 plus no votes. Um, I think that shows that not only did um, you know, this, you might say that debates for this, for the sports complex might have been, you know, drawn down party lines. But when it came to voting, it seemed like people on both sides um, came out and said, yes, that they wanted this. So that's a good thing, right? At, at, in a very unscientific approach, I always felt like the sports complex had a good chance of passing just based on the reactions from people when we wrote about it. There yeah. were just far, far, far more pro comments than than anti. And again, that's I know that's unscientific, but that guided my my gut feeling about it. Well, if yeah. we've learned anything over the last four years is that science is overrated. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> so speaking of which though, and we talked about this with the new makeup of the board, you know, is it going to happen? Well, that's, that's the interesting thing. Um, both the, the Lee County board of commissioners and the Lee County board of education, while not a whole lot changed, partisan makeup of both of those boards did change. We now will have a Republican-led Board of Commissioners uh, with Republican challenger Bill Carver edging out Democrat Amy Dalrymple, and we will have a Republican Board of Education, which uh, I guess technically we've had, but prior to the Democratic chairman. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see how these things shake out. But the Board of Commissioners can um, not go through with this bond referendum. Is that correct? I mean, they can decide not to follow through with it or? The Board of Commissioners may elect, yes, to not issue the bonds that were approved. I have a really hard time based on the margin of victory for the, for the bond that uh, imagining that it, it does not get issued. But but we'll see. We don't. But we don't yet know who will be the chairman of that board. It could be um, Kirk Smith of Peanut Butter and Jelly fame. Um, but three of the Republicans on the board voted to put the ballot to put to put the bond forward on the ballot. So you would presume that they at least supported it in theory. We'll just have to see how it plays out. Well, they have like 10, so the bond's good for 10 years, right? So they could Something do it like any time within 10 years. So, so if, they the, don't, if, if they don't do it in the next four years, it may be an issue in the next election that they never did it. So I, uh, my, both of my sons played soccer this fall for the first time, and uh, we play out at uh, Deep River Northview, you know, there's the soccer fields that are near the baseball fields out there. And it's a, it's fine. You know, um, when there's a lot of parents out there, it's, it's a, it's a fun place. The fields are fine, but um, by no, you know, compared to what other cities have to offer when it comes to soccer fields. And this goes for the uh, Lions Club fairgrounds as well. Um, you see what, you see what um, even surrounding communities with the heavy sports complexes can offer. And Sanford's doesn't hold a candle to that. And, uh, you know, even our fields, like I said, they're yeah. fine, but they're not, there's nothing great about them. There's dirt patches in them and there's no real true concession areas. There's no places for parents to sit, you know um, it's, it's all, it's all done and, and it works, but I think, Sanford desperately needs this to happen. And I hope the commissioners um, do follow through with it because this wasn't a close vote. So let's talk about the commissioner race. The, uh, the three who made it were Cameron Sharp, who's a Democrat, uh, Bill Carver, who's a Republican, and Mark Lovick, who's a Democrat. The three who did not were Amy Dalrymple, who's a Democrat, uh, Sandra Jones, a Republican, and Paula Fine Mubwangi, who's a Republican, and... Uh, Top three make it, and it was really close between number three and number four. Mark Lovick um, had, I'm looking at the numbers here, roughly, um, you know, a little over 130 more votes, 120 more, yeah, 130 plus more votes. Uh, that's not a lot when when you're talking in the, you know, 13,000 votes there. 
Um, my question, Gordon, is have all of our have all of our mail-in ballots been counted in Lee County, or are they at a hundred percent here yet? I, I, the canvas will be done on Friday. The last time I checked with the Board of Elections, they had received one hundred mail-in ballots that had not been opened. There are another okay. five hundred outstanding. Um, but that doesn't, you know, those aren't all guaranteed to come back. And there yeah. were about 150 provisional votes. So there's a total possible outstanding vote of 750. Um, if a very high rate of those come in at like 85. It would need to be to the Democrats. Yeah. Could change. And that is all very, very, very unlikely. It would need to be like Philadelphia so, mail-in ballots for that. To yeah. And, <laughs> I just it's it's a close race, but it does not look likely to change. Yeah, yeah, it'll be considered tomorrow at five thirty. It says. So they just needed the one Republican seat to have the to have the um, to get control of the board. Control yeah. of the board, okay, and that would be Bill Carver. So I was All surprised right. that the Dalrymple that she didn't make it. She was the chairwoman, right? Mm-hmm. What I mean is there a reason? I mean, or is it just? Kind of luck of the draw. <laughs> it's hard, hard to know. Three men got voted in and three women got voted out. <laughs> so um, it could be. <laughs> That's an interesting an angle that I hadn't thought there. of. <laughs> but, you know, the opposite happened on the school board. And it's funny, two, uh, two years ago in the school board election, every incumbent lost. And this time, three incumbents won. And the four, the, the non-incumbent who, who won was one of the incumbents who lost two years ago. So essentially this was a total flip from, from two years ago where all the incumbents lost this year, all incumbents won. Um, Republican Sherry Womack led the ticket and Republican Sandra Bowen, who served on the board from 2014 to 2018, uh, won, won a seat back and Patrick Kelly and Lynn Smith Democrats both kept their seats. So Sherry Womack won, like you said, 13,671 votes. Sandra Bowen had uh, a little more than 200 um, fewer than her, and then Patrick Kelly and Lynn Smith. My question, Gordon, is this. Um, Sherry Lynn Womack um, was carried by the fact that we had a, um, a good Republican turnout in Lee County. Like I said, Donald Trump won Lee County, and it wasn't really even that close. My question is this, though. How did Sherry Lynn Womack get more votes than the other Republicans? Do you th- and like considerable, considerably more than the other Republicans? You have Todd Ashley Miller that came in at um, almost 2,000 fewer votes than Sherry Womack. Do you think there are Republicans here that vote only for one person or maybe they don't they don't understand the whole you get to pick well, four type of thing? Or I mean, or is that I, strategic I, on some of their parts? I know some people who, you know, will say, gosh, you know, I can pick three or I can pick four, but there's only two of these people, three of these people that I can can vote for. I'm just not going to vote for all four. There, every year, though, in these races, there is speculation of one party using what's called the one shot, you know. And, that, and that's where I was getting only at. one of the four. Or vote, that's where I was getting at. I, I, I don't know if that happens. Well, that's where um, I was getting at. I've heard of that, too. And I've heard the reason is because voting for four somehow dilutes the vote. Is there any reason to that? Like, uh, I guess, 
And I, 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 I guess works. theoretically it can work that way, but it, you know, if you only need one <laughs> to gain control of the board, then maybe that is a, a strategy. But again, though, I mean, I, I, I haven't seen anybody telling voters to one shot somebody. Yeah. Um, I know that if I was a candidate in a partisan race like this, that had multiple candidates, I would, I would be upset if I found out that another candidate was one shotted over me. Yeah. And then by no means am I suggesting that the Womack team has encouraged people to do that. Hey, Henry, Henry. I'm trying to talk, buddy. Well, I guess you could add up all those vote totals and then divide by four and see what the average number of votes were. Yeah, then, I mean, that's true. But then even then, you still don't have evidence that it was coordinated. And well, it seems like if you're if you care enough about getting that one person on then you would vote for the other three anyway yeah yeah i don't know that's a that's a pretty uh i mean i guess it happens it would i think make more sense in a partisan primary yeah where there are multiple candidates if you know as a candidate you hoped people would one-shot you because any vote for anybody else is a vote against you right Plus, you would have to tell 600 people to do that, and that's a large number for if you stand no out one the, to find no one to find out about. Yeah, about that's that. that's true. Well, I mean, so the, you stand at the polls every day, though you can. Yeah, that's true. The numbers hey, are also suggesting the numbers also suggest that Sherry Womack got some Democrat report support, and uh, it's surprising to me. But you know, um, good. I'm. I'm, it, I'm it's only well, surprising to me because because she is very divisive against the other party. But looking well, at the numbers, she has some Democratic report, support there. Democrat, Democratic, I mean, there are more Democrats than Republicans in the county, right? Yes, it's but it's, it's getting closer all the time to being like a fairly it's even three-way split between Democrats, okay. Republicans, and unaffiliated yeah. voters. So, yeah, so it's two Republicans, two Democrats on the Board of Education. And so where does the total board, how does that? Um, well, the board's been 4-3 Republican, but okay. you had Stephen Coble, uh, Republican Stephen Coble, who supported Democrat Patrick Kelly for chairman. Stephen Coble retired from the board this year, did not run. So you have the same partisan makeup, but I don't know if you have that that crossover Republican vote to make Patrick Kelly the chairman. So it'll be interesting to see which of those Republicans, Sherry Womack, Sandra Bowen, Pam Sutton, or Christine Hilliard, um, which of those four is the likely new chair. I totally didn't know Christine Hilliard was on the board and she's like my neighbor. <laughs> I just found something yeah. out. <laughs> okay. never mind. I'm not very involved. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So statewide, can we move to state races? Because this one that just, I don't understand how someone could be a Trump voter and then a Cooper voter, and then a Mark Robinson voter. But how, because it had to happen, right? Because Trump 
wins here, and then Cooper wins big, and then Mark Robinson wins big. Like, was Cooper's margin bigger than Trump's? Yeah, yeah, it was forty. It was fifty-one to forty-seven, and then Mark Robinson won fifty-one forty-eight, and then Trump won like forty-nine forty-nine or mm-hmm. forty-nine forty-eight. So there's someone who voted was like, oh, I got to vote for Trump, but man. That Cooper, he's done a great job. Oh, I'm going to vote for this Robinson guy. Like, those three people are totally, like, far apart on the spectrum. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But I think that there's a lot of voters out there, a lot, a lot, a lot of voters that don't pay as close attention to this stuff as, you know, political activists on either side of the aisle. As I'm bringing up the uh, I'm bringing up the North Carolina um, total, sorry, the the total map here, and uh, I got. Are we still talking statewide? Yes. Right now, sorry. Um, I mean, full full disclosure. I was working heavily for the for a Republican in the state treasurer's race, still Falwell, but like, I still don't understand it. <laughs> I mean, he won. He, he won, won pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah, which is good. For, I mean, but the, this the council of state is just all over the place. And then, and then Trump wins the state wide vote too. I just don't know who are these. Like, this seems very unprincipled. <laughs> like the votes all over the place, you know. Email Jonathan at rantnc.com if you'd <laughs> like to come on and discuss your ticket splitting. Well, I'm, I would love to talk to someone who's a Trump, Cooper, Robinson voter, just to see what what did what did Dan Forrest do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that Trump. Well, didn't maybe do. that is it though, because Dan Forrest, uh, you know, was a little bit out there. I mean, even farther. Well, I don't know. Maybe he was more public with his out thereness. This is what but, I think. This is what I think when it comes to that. I can't explain the lieutenant governor vote. I cannot. Other than the fact that, again, maybe it goes back to the gender roles. <laughs> and some people just vote for men over women and don't care about what's next to their name. Speaking of that, I, I that thought popped into my head when we were discussing the school board race. Every Republican on that board now is a woman. And every Democrat is a man. Hmm. <laughs> So to the election, though, um, and to my theory on the Cooper thing, I think you have a lot of people, a lot of Republicans here who voted Donald Trump and then turned in their ticket, turned in their ballot. Like you probably have a lot of Democrats that voted only for president, too. Yeah. I mean, there is a there is a drop off. I mean, compare the number of votes for president to the number of votes for governor. Well, this is what I'm looking at right now. Donald Trump had 16,000 votes in Lee County. Oh, we're not talking about Lee County. Well, I'm talking about Lee County right now. So Donald Trump had 16,000 votes in Lee County. The highest Republican Board of Education had 13,000 votes. Donald Trump had 16,000 votes in Lee County. The highest Board of Commissioner Republican had 13,000 votes. Um. Again, Donald Trump had 16,000 votes in Lee County, and Jim Bergen only had 50,000 votes in Lee County. So I think there's a lot of people who voted just for Donald Trump and then turned in their their ballot and said, 
that's why I'm here. Well, I don't know. I don't know because look at like Steve Troxler got 17,000 votes. And like Mark Robinson got 16, too. Well, because a lot of, a lot of Democrats voted for Troxler. Oh, maybe you're probably right there. Yeah. Okay. I didn't so Biden had twelve thousand votes in Lee County, and um, and wow, Biden had twelve thousand votes in Lee County, and thir- and Cameron Sharp had thirteen thousand votes. So that I, the numbers are weird. I, I'm calling fraud. That's what I'm calling. <laughs> President-elect Cameron Sharp. Only about 20,000 people in North Carolina, it looks like, voted for president, but not governor. Well, can you get that in Lee County? I guess you'd have to do the math. Huh? Who who are the 47 people in Lee County who voted for Don Blankenship? Uh, Don I mean, Blankenship sounds like the card I mean, you got in every pack of uh, tops. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, re- I'm reading your uh, I'm reading your chats right now, and that that was a that was a underrated line right there, Gordon. First one or the second? <laughs> no, no, the Don Blankenship thing. You're absolutely oh. right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's he's a pitcher for the Brewers or something. <laughs> yeah, he's hey. bouncing between the 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 AAA affiliate and the. So, okay, um, so so twenty thousand people voted for president and not. Uh, roughly, that's sack of the envelope math. But uh, in Lee County, we had twenty eight thousand seven hundred and eighty nine votes for president. Yeah, and we had let's see, how many people voted for the sports bond? Um, that would be yeah, that's the last um, one. That would be yeah. Good. Let's see how many people made it to the end of the ballot, which is roughly less than 30,000. It was about 27, 28,000. And we, we had 28,704 vote for governor. So not a whole lot of drop off. No. 20, 27,300, about 27,400 for the bond. What did you guys do on election night? I was nervous, man. I just it, sat it, and watched TV. There was a there was a point at, at where it seemed like it was 2016. It did, yeah. There for a little bit. <laughs> it was. We were sitting here watching it, and it was just it kept. I think it was when Michigan and Wisconsin were still up in the air. That was yeah, before the the fraud started kicking in, though. True. Yeah, yeah it was before all the late votes came in and all. <laughs> um, Thank God they found those truck pools of ballots. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, no, it was it was felt like it felt like 2016 all over again to me. And uh, you know, back in 2016, I was very optimistic, and I said, you know, um, well, to everybody who was angry, well, we we've got a good checks and balances system. You know, a president can't completely. <laughs> You know, take over. There's, and, there's and, no way this guy's competent enough to erode every norm and institution. Yeah, that's the way I felt, and obviously that's not the way it went. Um, 
there was a lot more dread this last week for me. And uh, when I was seeing it trending toward Trump, there was a lot more dread and a lot less optimism. And it wasn't really until I went to bed that night. I think I went to bed after Michigan had finally flipped and uh, they were saying Arizona was going to, I went to bed a little more upbeat. And then when I woke up the next day and saw that nothing had really changed, I knew we were in for at least several days of this. So it doesn't feel like 2000. I don't know what you guys remember about 2000. Um, I had just started. That race was called on my 21st birthday. Yeah, it was. um, And you got drunk, (laughs) but not because of the race. (laughs) But yeah, I remember it being much more up in the air. Like, I think this time everyone kind of knew after around Wednesday that what was going to happen. I think that 2000, I mean, it was, it was really, I, I mean, I wasn't paying that much attention to it, but from what I remember, everything was very close. Yeah. 2000 um, came down to one state, like neither yeah. of them could win without Florida. And, and for and this one, like 500 votes or something. Yeah. And for this one, it was, well, even if, he doesn't win Pennsylvania, he still has the path from Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, you know, or even if he doesn't win Georgia, you know, there's still a chance all he needs is Arizona and Nevada, but then Arizona started getting a little tighter and, and, you know, there was a little, these states certify. Delaware just became the first state to to certify today. Everybody does it different. Right. And then I guess North Carolina does it after the 12th which is tomorrow. Oh, they do it uh, the 24th. Yeah, the canvas is on Friday, which is like the final official count, at least for Lee County, but I believe that every county is doing it on Friday. Yeah. There will be a meeting at 11 a.m. Friday to culminate the results, and then the state will finalize on the 24th. So, question for you so guys was, then. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just, I watched something and they were explaining why there's such a big gap between the election and inauguration. And it's because of something about farming back in the 1700s. Like, maybe it's time for us to update this, you know? Well, like, no, I mean, this year in 2000, seems like we kind of needed that time, right? I mean, well, do we know? I mean, in fact, one of the findings of 9-11 Commission was that um, the shortened transition time in the 2000 or after the 2000 race was a contributing factor to our vulnerability on September 11th, 2001. Yeah, I heard that too. Everyone to want to slow down the uh, slow down the, the transition. And I don't know, John, you, you, you make a good point. Maybe um, maybe doing think the exact way that people who would have thought a microwave was black magic is not always the way to go well then you could go to the whole electoral college is the same thing though like is that really the way we should be doing it when (laughs) wasn't that thing invented back when we only had 13 states and i don't know i don't know a debate for the age now well I guess uh, final thoughts on this, though, is is uh, Lee County 
Um, one thing we learned about Lee County is it's still Trump country. It's, you know, despite, seems like we have an influx of people from the suburbs moving here. We've got people from the north moving here, yet Donald Trump easily won this county. And then you look at uh, um, the last election was the same. So um, I guess my question is Lee County, where's which way are we trending in Lee County and then in North Carolina, you know, Trump getting, trade North get, Carolina again. Was that getting redder, to you? Getting redder in Lee County. Are you I'm surprised? Are you surprised North about North Carolina, Carolina though? No, because it's so close. It yeah, was so close. so close. And yeah, but all, Georgia, Georgia flipped, you know. And but all you hear yeah. about North Carolina is um, tech industries coming. You know, we Raleigh Durham are the the two fastest growing. You know, this is the fastest growing metropolitan area in the nation, or the second most, the second fastest. You hear all yeah, these things they, about North Carolina the things you hear about North Carolina, you think, well, then it's becoming bluer. And then, you know, here we are still turning red. Whereas Georgia of all places, freaking Georgia <laughs> is blue now. Well, I think that Trump has a unique ability to turn out voters of, of all persuasions. And you think he'll run in 2024? I hope. I, I don't know. I hope not. It'll be him or, Somebody Don Trump Hughes. approved. There will be there will be a, a Trump candidate in the race, whether it's him or someone else. Uh, somebody from Parlor, the CEO of Parlor. Gordon is froze. <laughs> That's a fun. <laughs> That's a great. I gotta screen cap that. Hang on. Oh, he's gone. Where'd he go? Uh, I got it. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna end this then. And, uh, All right. Zipping put something together about. It. All right. We'll see you. All right. Bye. Gordon, Billy has muted. Oh, you got to unmute, champ. <laughs>